Hi, my name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at That's What They Said Podcast and on Twitter at What They Said See It. We'd love to hear from you. So we're in the last week of 2020. Can you believe it? Like, I, I just think about how... Last week, last four days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think, like, how, you know, the world essentially shut down back in, like, March 2020. Mm. And I think, you know, back then, we wouldn't have thought that this would be continuing, like, COVID-19, the yeah. pandemic. Like, it's yeah, unimaginable. Like, oh, it's going to be, the lockdowns are all going to come be over in July or yeah. back to normal yeah. and right now like in British Columbia we have we have our second wave going mm-hmm. and it's I just think about how I think nine months ago people wouldn't have thought that we would have been able to make it through yeah and I think everyone has and we're at the year end and not to say that to bank all your expectations on like 2021 for sure yeah <laughs> but I think uh yeah the, the year's over right so mm-hmm. I think in our episode today we sort of wanted to um, yeah, just talk about the year in review because I think this Pretty year much. has really been like, I don't know, to put it this way, it's like the pandemic versus people, oh. right? <laughs> because you really think about like how it's, you know, I think it, it, the pandemic really it gave us a more of a collective mindset. Yeah. Because I think the world has been, became so polarized in the last few years mm-hmm. that this was that one thing that united everybody regardless of class, true. age, yeah, sex, point. race, and all. Yeah. So, I mean, there was inequalities within the oh, way that people, yeah, of course, people have, yes. have gone through the pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. We all kind of went through this together yeah. in the world, which, yeah. I, and here we are, like, now we have a vaccine. Yeah. So we started off with not knowing what this virus was like. And yeah. here we are in 2020 with a vaccine just yeah. in time for the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been such a crazy, crazy, crazy yeah. year. Yeah. So basically, we just wanted to do a year in review. And... <laughs> Yeah, so I think like end of year or basically year in review 2020, you can't talk about it without talking about COVID. Like even in your intro there, you talked about COVID-19. So I think that's what has really shaped 2020 and what has basically made it what it is. And just to kind of go take a review of what's happened with COVID-19, I think it started towards the end of December 2019 Mm -hmm. when this virus was kind of coming to the forefront and due to reasons, not everybody was aware of it. And then January, there was certain travel restrictions put in place and then by March yeah by March we all went into either lockdown or we started quarantining or we some sort of lockdown in different places in the world Mm -hmm. and you know since then we've had 73 million people infected with COVID-19 that's a huge number yeah yeah and then of the 73 million that were infected we lost 1.6 million people they died may they rest in peace yes and, you know, I'm just, I'm getting glimpses of, um, I don't know if you remember in the news, there was those tanks in Italy carrying. Oh my God. Carrying yeah. their bodies. Yeah. I'm I, getting, I'm getting glimpses of that in my head as I say this. And it's, it's such a grim picture. I think now that you mentioned, I think the part that I'm not thinking of is those pictures in New York City, the mass graves they were drinking, yeah. not mass graves, but because there were so many people dying at the same time, mm-hmm. they just dug a big hole to put all the bodies in. Like, yeah. I think, it, it, like, yeah, that's the point, right? Like, COVID just took us out of... It just, like, it's literally like a wrecking ball. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. And, like, literally, like, threw us off the track that I think we all were planning in a way. And I think it's... It it was... You no, know, like, uh, there's a part of me that's, like, 
it's also a great reminder for all of us because mm-hmm. I think we all think that we've got things figured out or like you know this is how the world's gonna be yeah. or this is how life's gonna be and and I think COVID just really forced us to no for sure yeah like think that yeah. no plans can change right exactly. it's, it's, that, it's that saying that you know humans make people make plans and God laughs <laughs> I actually heard that before yeah. yeah that's a good way to put it for yeah. you yeah, no, because um, I always get that um, economist year in, year mm-hmm. end, the year in 2021, or the year in 2020, and I have that magazine from 2019 when I bought it in December, and read lots of articles about what's going to happen in 2020, yeah. and 2020 is a big year, right, because it's um, it's a new decade, to start yeah. up a new decade, so you think, like, okay, 2020, is this going to be the time for me to get things together, Yeah, and then boom, like, you cannot get anything together, so this year, I did not buy <laughs> the year in 2021, yeah. I'm like, nothing honestly nothing is gonna be as forecasted yeah, yeah but yeah so I think um the pandemic is like the biggest thing that's happened in 2020 and weirdly like it's it's obviously so many people have suffered from this mm-hmm. pandemic some people have lost their jobs so many people have gone into say like mental health issues so many people haven't yeah. been able to have gone to starvation and you know so has the world t- turned upside down but also with pandemic like so many good things have happened I to think some so. people I think yeah so, as yeah. sad as that sounds like some people have had a better time dealing with quarantine yeah. or dealing with lockdown because of their privilege, I guess. Yeah. And um, their innovation has come out of it. Yeah. There's so much that's happened since then in mm-hmm. 2020. Even with the world, there's been significant like major historic events that have happened. So that's kind of what we're going to be yeah, talking about today. So I think, yeah, to, to Zara's point that she mentioned that um, I think for a lot of people, COVID, how they dealt with it um, has been different, right? So I think mm-hmm. one good thing that came out of this pandemic was I think mental health came you know entered the mainstream conversation yeah because sure. previously I think it was on the fringe you know mm-hmm. it was like oh like you know if you're talking about mental health you're like woke or stuff mm-hmm. but now I think because you know the scale at which a lot of people are gonna suffer and are suffering from anxiety depression as a result of this pandemic right because I think COVID-19 really forced us to mm-hmm. forego a lot of things that make us fundamentally human like our social skills yeah, right exactly, uh, to yeah. talk to whoever you want and yeah. these things right so because of that and it was such a shift that people had to like it's like everybody the whole world plunged into this like mm-hmm. unknown right yeah and I think there's of course there's at least the fact that we all know that we're all sort of going through this um i think it's given a lot of people more perspective because i think mental health is something that a lot of people doesn't don't understand or are ignorant or outside they you know they blow it off thinking it's not really the thing right but now it's like everybody's more or less going through symptoms of anxiety or depression because of the pandemic so they kind of i think there's a lot more empathy for those who actually had these issues or even other mental health issues Mm pre-covid um and and i think that's 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 one of the problems that one of the biggest things that we got from this year because i think in every social media post and stuff you saw a lot of like conversation on mental health right yeah a lot of conversation on anxiety and how to deal with Mm -hmm. it tips like i mean we even had an episode about mental health Mm -hmm. and i think like I, I personally learned a lot about mental health because of the pandemic because I was reading so much about how mental health affected right. people during the pandemic and that obviously led me to go into other resources about just right. mental health in general. Mm-hmm. You know, having and I think I got the chance to have more deep conversations with say my friends and family like, yeah. that I know who've gone through mental health issues and then talk to them about what they've gone through and yeah. how I can help and whatnot. Yeah. And even like myself, right? Like dealing yeah. with all the stress from life. Yeah. Yeah. And like and, and you know too you said family and you know because I think for those of us those of the listeners who don't know but Sarah and I are from Bangladesh right yeah. so in um I think mental health is relatively more of a conversation even pre-COVID it was more of a conversation in the western world and 
especially North yeah. America, I feel, not so much in Asia or Africa or South America, you mm-hmm. know? And I think, but post-COVID, it has, like, even back home, I think people actually are now talking about it. Yeah, my mom health. talks about it now, too. There you go, yeah. yeah like, which so, she's kind of always, like, think positively. Like, there you go, yeah, yeah. she thinks she's trying to help, but, like, yeah. now she actually talks about, like, mental health, which is yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. To get, get your parents in Bangladesh to talk about mental yeah. health, that's a huge deal. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, I guess, a win, I guess, for mental health yeah. or COVID It's times. one of the things that I think, you know... Not like, a win, but something that's come to light. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, in our episode today, we're also, like, highlighting, I think, because, you know, yes, COVID was... The pandemic is a huge blow to yeah. 2020 as a whole, but I think that we need to find the light in all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Because I... And I was just telling this to a friend of ours earlier, right before we started recording, that, you know, everybody... There's so much shitting on 2020 like oh my god can't wait like yeah. you know those names that say we in 2020 was january february march and quarantine in december yeah and so the thing is i feel like that is, is that's a lot extreme in my mind because yeah. i'm thinking that if you keep thinking of 2020 as being the worst mm-hmm. first of all you put a lot of expectation on 2021 yeah. and then if it doesn't pan out you're like fuck this we're more screwed yeah. um and i just i just i don't think it's great for your mental health yeah. in any way right so you've got to find a life somewhere out of this yeah year. i think like for me a lot of people are saying like this year you don't see those posts like new year new me Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it's like even more elevated. Like I really mm-hmm. want to take advantage of this new year coming ahead and try to see with the knowledge that I've gained from so much time with myself, from so much time learning about how people have suffered through the pandemic and with all the things that I've basically experienced, I want to take all that because I do feel like I've changed as a person mm-hmm. because of COVID-19 and because of the things I've like come to realization and the habits that have changed as a result of it. So I think I am going to enter this year as a new person, with new perspective, with new realizations. Yeah. So I'm one of those new year, new me people <laughs> in 2021. But obviously, I'm not going to post about it. But yeah, I think like that's a good mindset to go into. Yeah. Not like, oh my God, it's going to be the best year ever, but it's going to be a different, more thoughtful yeah. year, yeah. I think. That's yeah. kind of what I'm going into. And speaking of a thoughtful year, I think many people, because of going back to some of the world events that have happened, I think many people have had the time this year to think about specific issues in the world, such as racial justice. Yeah. Right. Like we got, went through the we went through this huge um, awakening almost in the summer in the summer yeah. with uh, Black Lives Matter when George Floyd was essentially murdered. Yeah. Choked to death. Um, a lot of people who maybe weren't racist but were not anti-racist come mm-hmm. have opened their eyes to realize that they are somehow participating in the behaviors of of like pushing forward racist actions that they subconscious actions so i think a lot of people have had time to think about race this 2020 because of the black lives matter protests that happened around the world and i think why this year stands like why why is like you know racial justice stands out this year as opposed to because you know black lives matter or like racial justice issues have persisted for a long time exactly. right um but why did the congress why did it enter the mainstream conversation in other parts of the world for and we know this because same like you know bangladesh. bangladesh you know when we look at people in back in bangladesh or in india or pakistan or like you know asia basically they post a lot more like a lot of influencers there yeah, actually posted resources about black lives matter or racial and justice still posting. exactly yeah. so i think that's why we know that in 2020 racial justice actually like you know transcended the boundaries of north america yeah. to sort of become a world issue mm-hmm. because at the end of the day we realized that you know i think even because we did an episode and if you haven't checked it out do check it out <laughs> we did an episode about black lives matter and how as south asians were weakened in our community because we saw that even south asian influencers were you know highlighting this issue a lot more there was a lot more conversation yeah. even in bangladesh where yeah, yeah. we 
we might not have a, a, a big population of say black people uh-huh. but that conversation was there because yeah. it's about as the result it's racial justice right yeah. so even brown people we realize we're subjected to a lot of discrimination and black people have it worse in North America exactly, so things yeah. like that and not just that, but I think um, that movement brought about so much of our own problems that we have in our oh, yeah. country. Like, not to take away from the Black Lives Matter movement, but the conversation of colorism oh, really yeah. came up mm-hmm. in, um, in our culture. Because a part of the reason why South Asians are, I would say, racist towards Black people, or can be racist towards Black people, or have subconscious bias against them, or unconscious bias against them, is because they have a general idea. dislike I mean, of dark color. Yeah, I mean, right? we so, discriminate like, our, against men and women who are darker races. Exactly. So, like, since we already do that... We obviously, some it. of us have obviously been discriminatory towards black people. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think just to see that change in South Asian, older South Asian communities, yeah. I can say that, and yeah, a lot of people do it to be performative. But I genuinely think people, some people have really looked deep inside. I think so too. And yeah. realized that, yeah, I might not be discriminating directly, but I've contributed to some sort of injustice yeah. or I'm part of a system or I didn't challenge a system that. Um, allowed white privilege to exist or like colored privilege to exist right right and and i think that you know it's like because you earlier mentioned the word anti-racist right mm-hmm. this came out in 2020 or should i say this word entered the mainstream yeah, in 2020 mainstream, yeah. where it's like anti-racist that it's not okay just being a silent spectator yeah, like formative like i didn't yeah, performative allies you i didn't know about the word performative allies until Same. this year yeah yeah, I always I understood that some people always labor performative, but I didn't yeah. know that there was a term for it. Yeah. So I think these terms really came to light and yeah. a lot of people have more knowledge about yeah. it. Yeah. And I think thanks to Instagram and Facebook not I don't know about Facebook, but Instagram and social media like for all these like um information packages that yeah. were kinda of given out to people even though they were very brief. And I liked that during the LM movement a lot of black people finally were like we're not giving you any more information. We're giving you the basics. You go do your research. Yeah. We've suffered enough. You go learn about yeah. it. And like when you yourself go learn about it, then you realize a lot of things that yeah. maybe you don't just want to realize when someone's lecturing you, right? Yeah. 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 So I think I think that's the thing. I think just racial justice, because you know that in people's mindset sort of like extends to even like social justice yeah. issues. I think a lot of people where just more even what I think is and even some of the issues, some of the, I guess, highlights of the year that we're going to talk about in the next few mm-hmm. minutes is a lot of people did that or thought of that because what happened was when the world went into like lockdown or pandemic mode, you just got cut off, right? No more going out to restaurants mm-hmm. or bars or clubs or weddings yeah. or whatever, right? You were basically stuck in your home or your office, basically, like, and you had so many other social factors cut out. You had a lot of time. Yeah. So actually, I feel like people read more and social media, that's why it's just bursted with information. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. And because of that, people were finding like, fuck, like didn't know things yeah. were this bad or, oh, didn't know this is happening. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, think the, I think the world also became a bit more woke. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I would say I definitely became more knowledgeable about things. So yeah. 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 I mean, and then, you know, like while we're on injustice, like be, the pandemic also, like we said in the beginning, like, people didn't experience the pandemic the same way. There was no. injustices there too. Mm-hmm. Like more communities of color had more debts, yeah. you know? We, I think people of color have more underlying health issues as well as a result yeah. of um, many things. Yeah. As a result, and they also live in communities where they might not have, or they have income thresholds where they can't afford certain health care, yeah. can't afford nutritious meals. So like most brown people, I would say, are diabetic. So they are already yeah. vulnerable yeah. to um, COVID-19 more than, say, people mm-hmm. who live in wealthier communities who don't have these issues. We get to eat healthy food and don't eat packaged food, processed food, whatnot. So I think like there's so much injustice even within COVID nineteen that the rate at 
people died and got infected. Like I know till this day, I think I had a contractor recently um, on a construction site tell me, I don't know a single person who had COVID. Like he was still sympathetic to the fact that like I have to wear masks and blah, blah, blah. But he was saying like, I'm wearing all this, but sometimes I don't realize that how it's affecting because I don't know a single person who has COVID. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I know so many people who have gotten COVID-19 and recovered and people have died from COVID-19. Yeah. So it's like, that's, so a privilege. Like, that's a privilege yeah. to not know anybody who's yeah. had COVID. And that's actually a, like, you know how you were saying we're all going for it together, but we're experiencing it differently. That's yeah. kind of like a metaphor for the world. Yeah. We're all living life together. We're all get, applying to the same job. But at the same time, we're not being, like, we're not being ranked for the job. No. In the same factors. There's no. inequality. Yeah. Same thing with COVID. Like, we're all experiencing it together, but, like, I think, we're not I think, experiencing it. And inequality. I think the pandemic is, you know, it's it, it makes it so clear about the the disparity in the world, economic, social, racial disparity. Like, yeah. like if you think about, like, um, for vaccines, right? Mm -hmm. For vaccines, right? Like, if you think about how, like, there are some experts are saying that the, the developing countries won't get the vaccine till like, 2023, 2024. Yeah. And because all the developed rich countries have booked, basically, all the vaccines for, mm -hmm. like, twice or thrice the time amount for the population, right? Yeah. And, like I'm just like you know like it's like you know this is not this is not um economic issue or like one particular social issue because yeah. this is like with COVID you're only as strong as your weakest link exactly. so if the world thinks that you know and this is, goes for the developed nations that if if we think that you know oh we can just pop vaccinate our population yeah. then they can go back to pre-COVID life you can't no because everybody's traveling exactly. everybody has families back exactly. home and let's like Honestly, I'm pretty sure most of the people that worked on this vaccine were probably immigrants or, I mean, or yeah. people communities think of about, color. Think about the Pfizer one that, that yeah. just got uh, that was approved in November. It was by I think a Turkish immigrant uh, scientist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, so whether or not they get developed yeah. in modern in like developed countries, but it is people of color who are <laughs> or immigrants who are doing it. Yeah, but I think that's why I think this is why I think it's, it's a good time for people in developed countries and governments of developed countries to really think about it. I mean. I mean, our, probably our podcast is reaching out to people in developed countries and not necessarily government of developed countries. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I think people in developed countries really need to understand the privilege they have. Yeah. Because if someone can actually say, we don't know who's got COVID or I don't know anybody who's got COVID and you think it's okay and, you know, but you really need to go to a part of the world like, say, Bangladesh, yeah. where people are, like, infected. And here's the thing, though. A lot of, a lot of, uh, say India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, even a lot of countries in Africa and stuff, they've gone to a very uh, pre-COVID life because their restrictions, even Dubai and stuff, right? Yeah. Their restrictions are not as strict and things. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some people actually react like, oh my God, like, do they not care about COVID? But here's the thing. One, yes, maybe some people don't care about COVID, but there are also some in Canada and US. I mean, yeah. Americans, a lot of Americans don't care about COVID, right? But secondly, they here we have the privilege for example when we had our more we didn't ever have a lockdown in bc but very strict version of lockdown close to lockdown in early in spring um i remember we could go out for walks exactly and parks right mm -hmm. and we have that infrastructure and exactly. you know cities are so well planned you have parks and stuff back in like that asia like you think about like in india delhi bangladesh mm -hmm. and you don't have parts and shit. Yeah, you can like, walk on a regular basis. Yeah. Right? Unless you yeah, unless you have to, right? Yeah. So so, so for, for those big cities, those you know, social gatherings, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think each country and everywhere people are doing the best they can. Not to mention like my, my sister always tells me this because um they work in a university and they don't like we were even privileged to the fact where we could work from home, right? Mm -hmm. So while while my sister her university they were 
trying to do online classes and stuff, it wasn't the smoothest transition exactly. because internet is not the fastest. The most, um, not every university has the right equipment. Yeah. Not the students don't all have. Mm-hmm. Some students don't even have proper electricity in their house. They don't have like enough rooms to be privately learning. Yeah. That's again going back to inequality, right? Because um, there's a lot more um, lower income families yeah. in Bangladesh yeah. and whatnot. So even being able to learn, yeah, being able to learn. From the comfort of our homes, we have heat, we have AC, we have electricity properly. Like that, many many yeah. developing countries didn't. Yeah, even even big have. companies in back home, for them, it's like not everybody had the infrastructure to keep continue working from exactly. home, right? Yeah, because of a lot, yeah. a lot of like maybe I don't know, in IT system or whatever, they didn't have it. They didn't have enough, I don't know, laptops to send or whatever. Yeah, and like when we think about small businesses in Bangladesh and in developing countries, it's like legit small businesses. It's like someone running something maybe in a cart, the like rickshaw, like rickshaw drivers, right? Yeah. Like they're they're pretty much like they're they're day day well, day laborers. That's yeah. what they're called, right? So like if they don't drive the rickshaw, what are they gonna do? Like yeah. they're not gonna be able to feed yeah. their families, right? Exactly. So they don't even and the like, economy in general, like if people aren't saying say purchasing things, we already have a horrible economy, right? Like yeah. if we don't have transactions, we don't have people spending, if we don't have businesses kind of running our economy is gonna suffer so much yeah. in Bangladesh. Yeah. And Here I guess you could kinda of take a hit because you have some reserve and, funds or and here in developed countries, governments have money to actually give you benefits. I know. Like, look here in the US and Canada and Europe, every rich country basically, the government gave cash handouts. Yeah, we can't even have a, a debate about passing a stimulus. Yeah, and in, <laughs> back in Bangladesh and stuff, I mean, they tried, but nobody has this much money. I mean, no. you're talking about, first of all, even, okay, look about look at the population of India. They've got like 1.3 billion. They don't have this much money to cover everybody. Yeah. And similarly in Bangladesh, I mean, our economy is small. It can't handle like 170 million people's cash stimulus. Right? Not that every 170 million people are unemployed, but a significant number of people, day yeah. laborers in Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, a lot of people in Africa got unemployed. And, you know, the, it, it, the, it, I think it came, it came down to a choice of like either I start from, either I die from starvation as yeah. a day laborer or I take the risk and I go out and I just, you know, Leave like, it up to like yeah. God, like you know, yeah, I, I, I get COVID, yeah. exactly. But yeah. I think this is this is a year. I think that you know those who are privileged, it could be any way you're privileged, right? Mm-hmm. Your gender, your class, your sexuality, whatever. I think 2020 is a year to really understand you have privilege, yeah. right? And like this year, that inequalities kind of came to the surface, not yeah. just like got hidden away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, that's one thing I hope. That especially people in developed countries take away from yeah. because just because COVID is not ravaging your country like mm-hmm. it is in other parts of the world and just because you've got the government to basically cushion your unemployment stuff yeah. doesn't mean the world is like that yeah. you know and this is where I think we know because you know what sometimes I think people travel a lot right mm-hmm. but they don't see the realities of these yeah right? <laughs> so it's like you I think 2020 is a good year to sort of think like Basically, be, a, be be open your eyes. Yeah. Open your eyes. Yeah, and then we're going to go a little bit later into how the questions that we asked on our Instagram. For those of you that follow us on our Instagram, we asked you a series of questions. Yeah. So we're going to go into that later, but I'm going to give my answer right now. Because, yeah. um, because of what you just said right now about time to be more self-aware, the word that I gave for one word that describes the pandemic was introspection. Mm-hmm. Because I think, for me personally, just introspecting and being more aware of myself as well as surrounding was the biggest thing in the pandemic. So. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. I'm adding to what you said. But yeah. 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 But yeah, so I think, um, yeah, sorry. So coming back to the next, I guess, highlight or like point of 2020, I think mm-hmm. this was what, like the year of like 
digital shift. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you think about like, um, I think in the developed world, online shopping, not developed, I think even developing countries, yeah. online shopping went up like massively and social media aided that a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in, I think for, uh, and I'll just speak from what my personal experience or like first-hand accounts of what I've heard. Say in Canada, I personally started shopping a lot more on Amazon. Yeah. I never shopped online yeah. because even for clothes and things, I'm a very in-person shopping. Mm-hmm. But with, with the pandemic, I started to buy more things from even grocery stuff, like not perishable stuff, but like non-perishable stuff. I'll just get it from Amazon, right? Yeah. And um, like my sister tells me back home, it's like there's just like a burst of like um, uh, new small businesses who have like say you know, Instagram handles, profiles and stuff. And yeah. you know, people, that's how they advertise and people order online and then they get delivered yeah, i noticed a lot of small businesses have kind of shifted towards more um online based because a lot of people before it was like you can order online and then you have to go pick up and whatnot but now smaller businesses have started utilizing other mm-hmm. startups that will deliver for you that yeah. will do some logistics for you that yeah. will do some data collection yeah. for you so like I think the chain of depending on different startups and different online-based companies has really increased. Yeah, like yeah, and there's been a lot of people who kind of took the opportunity to start their own thing at home. Like I know this is obviously on a smaller scale, but people who had a hobby, they decided like now I can use the internet to make money off of that hobby somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think people really just like jumped on the technologies that were that have been available. Yeah, all this time, and that kind of just like been that eventually would have become like everybody's I think eventually people are going to go towards a more digital time but I think COVID-19 has accelerated everyone's trust and like usage of the digital technologies out there and I think one of the biggest winners of 2020 were tech companies Mm -hmm. right I mean look at all the tech uh, entrepreneurs they they their net wealth increased by the most biggest percentage right or you think about how literally all the tech CEOs now say that I think 2020 showed how tech can help the world right so as you said accelerated what they would have probably done in five years 2020 probably did in a year even in Bangladesh I think you know so many startups like came mm-hmm. up to just accommodate the pandemic and stuff for example i think i was saying bizarre earlier that a, an app called cludio started which mm-hmm. is like a digital food court basically because in back home we have multiple restaurants but even though life has gone back to some sort of normalcy back home people are still not congregating in like thousands in the yeah, food yeah. court right so in but food courts restaurants still need to survive they're small businesses so like this app essentially is like it's like ubers but instead of you can uberate but instead of ordering from one place yeah. in order from multiple and the delivery is like so genius honestly i always think that when i order uber i'm like i could also use some bubble tea with my food yeah. i wish somebody was, i wish the same driver would pick up bubble tea from somewhere if else anybody from uber is listening to this please take the feedback yeah please do that's but, an awesome i don't know if that's the first done in bangladesh thing i'm assuming some asian countries might have done that already. yeah but at least in bangladesh it was new and yeah. it was it, it came out of necessity because exactly. the pandemic just put us in such a and i think that's the thing right this is also the year of innovation to come up with like innovative yeah. ways of doing things simple innovative things like curbside pickup right yeah like people People don't realize that, like, that's actually a really convenient Fishing, thing. Yeah. And, like, I've done done it in a way that, like, I'm in my car and all I do is pop my trunk. And yeah. the person puts the item in my trunk, closes it, and then they head and out. And limiting contact and yeah. everything, right? So, it's, like, it's also in a way, I think, it's kind of, like, increased efficiency yes. of how you get things done. It's, like, your daily chores and things mm-hmm. like that. And even, like, okay, think about, like, um, work, right? First of all, I... Like, for me, my job used to be, like, yeah, I had to go into the office, but we were flexible. Like, some days you could work from home, Mm -hmm. and then post-COVID, we went entirely, like, work from home, right? And I think one thing that I noticed was, for example, you would, we had, we we had virtual meetings, right, on Google Meet, and... I realized, for example, say if I'm showing like my uh, team manager or my partner, like I, I have to, they're reviewing something. So they mm-hmm. reviewed something and they want to discuss their comments, right? 
now I can just share my screen and we're literally reviewing at the same time yeah. and I'm making edits. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it'd be like, oh, he's discussing in an in-person meeting. He's just telling, oh, he's explaining each comment and later I'd have to go and make edits. Yeah. Now it's like within that one hour time, we're discussing plus I'm making edits. So it's mm-hmm. more efficient. Yeah, and same thing. Like I have a lot of site visits, right? A lot yeah. of site meetings with the clients and stuff. And sometimes you don't nec- we don't need a site meeting. But it's, mm-hmm. it happens bi-weekly. But sometimes there's not much to talk about every two weeks, yeah. right? And I'm going so far out. Like, one of my sites is an hour away from my office. So now, instead of going an hour there, an hour back, just to talk about one thing, yeah. we have we have um, Zoom or Microsoft Teams yeah. site meetings. And that just makes things so much more efficient. Yeah. 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 So I think um, companies have, and my boss is skeptic when it comes to, like, doing anything really technological. Yeah. And even he's jumped on the bandwagon and he's realize how convenient it is and that's but, the point right like entrepreneurs are not like thinking of like they're becoming more innovative or opting more yeah. uh, efficient methods yeah and like like you're saying like tech companies are really winning right now and while it seems like they might not be winning because of all these like lawsuits and antitrust thing but they really are winning like not just jeff bezos like everybody's winning yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean that that's i mean of course like um it's a whole different issue as to whether it's increasing like i don't know inequality within even like tech yeah. consumption sure well. um, yeah. but at the same time i think we have to look at the upside that you know this year was truly a year of like shifting consumption mm-hmm. patterns right moving to online or uh, innovative yeah. innovation right like and apparently amazon has hired more people exactly there so you go. while while jeff Bezos got richer maybe more people got jobs yeah so, there you go. so yeah but yeah so i think yeah like not just technological advancements but like small smart things yeah like yeah. like i think cons- consumer behavior has changed mm-hmm. right even with say uh movies right or um big theater releases like we spent so much money on promotion and yeah whatnot but now so much promotion is done through online things in like live social media, social yeah. media and then like netflix party or something what is that called? yeah Netflix watch party like yeah, you yeah. can actually like celebrities can come into your watch parties and like oh really talk to you and whatnot that's, that's cool. really cool like it's i think these are you know, like simple ways to make your life fun right like yeah little, yeah. little innovative ideas i feel like we've kind of gone to a point where we were kind of just copying ideas from different things but now people really have to think of um some features for their already existing apps that were cool like now yeah. you can watch a movie together and chat watch so party directly yeah on, yeah on yeah. netflix or say even um people have become gamers and like streaming games has become more popular because now you can watch each other play yeah so i think there's like really cool lifestyle changes that were as a result of um the pandemic like positive some positive obviously there's horrible lifestyle changes that have happened because of covid but some positives yeah 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 yeah. so i think a lot of fun stuff is happening yeah 2020 has really like shown us right what is possible Mm -hmm. i think another highlight of 2020 was um Donald Trump is leaving White House. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. But I think I think why? Okay, why is this not to why why was this, why do we think this is like a highlight of twenty twenty? It's not that U.S. politics is like equal to world politics, really. But I think because of what Trump Donald Trump represented, represented yeah, and 100%. what kind of uh, ideologies he kind of promoted, because it was after Trump won that populism and right wing ideologies across the world increased, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you think about in Philippines, you tried or in Bolsonaro in Brazil yeah. and so many others across the world they all thought got this like oh you know like the leader of the free world is like you know like uh, <laughs> all this bullshit uh, we can be yeah too. exactly it yeah. brought out the white supremacist and everybody even yeah. if even if Donald Racist, Trump didn't mean all to of that. bring out white supremacy he inadvertently did yeah like, he sexism, so racism, racism anti-immigrant behavior so many things like anti-indigenous so yeah. many so like attitudes. seeing him get out of office has been a sigh of relief for, for the a lot world of people. I think. and i think even for people that may be leaning a bit more right 
I think a lot of people were just like relieved that the like fuckery of it all is done. Yeah. You know, like the fuckery. The, tweet, like that. the <laughs> tweeting and the drama yeah. and the controversy. Because this, 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 I think we, yeah, and before we should clarify, because we're not saying that being uh, to the right mm. or, you know, having conservative principles, that's totally fine. I mean, you know, yeah. nobody, I don't think the world celebrated when Bush was exiting, you know, or Reagan was exiting yeah. the White House like this. But it's what, it's the social aspect yeah. of Trump. The drama. Right? Like, exactly, the unlimited tweeting, the bullshit tweeting yeah. and all of that. So when you think about that, I think... That's what I think was a highlight because mm-hmm. I think and I think the whole world this year was looking at the U.S. election yeah. because of what a shift it would represent for yeah. the world next year. And it was such a like, yeah, like wow. Like I think everybody's I pretty happy. I really hope Joe Biden lives up to the hype that he's been given or the task that he's been given to undo all the. Crap. Or at least, or, 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 or at you least. know what, whatever you do, but just don't go on like all of this. Like, basically, don't be like a sexist, you know, all this bullshit basically Trump was, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, so yeah, I think the last highlight of 2020 was this was the year of science. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. Because I think you like, you think about it, like, um, I think even though everybody, a lot of people shit on 2020, a lot of memes shit on 2020, which I feel like it's too much, but um, I feel like it also needs to be celebrated that no humanity, so like, can you imagine, we came up with the vaccine in less than a year. Yeah. Like, shout out to our scientists, shout out to all the experts, all the frontline workers, everybody who was holding the, basically, holding the frontline, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, because it was their efforts that within less than a year, we've got a vaccine, no mm. other time. And here's the thing. Yes, we got that vaccine because it affected the world like no other virus has, yeah. in the, at least in the modern history. And because, let's be real, because okay, a lot of people are skeptical about the vaccine. We'll get to that in a few minutes mm-hmm. about one of the questions that we asked on our social media. But this vaccine was possible because it had all the funding from all across the world, especially developed countries who've got all the bank. Yeah. And, you know, so the fact that we came up with a vaccine less than a year, that needs to be celebrated. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like humanity's boundaries are what we thought was possible, the research and mm-hmm. everything. It, it needs, it's, it's amazing, I think, I that we came up with all of that in a year. Yeah, less I know. Like, that's such a, that's a huge achievement. And whilst, while science was questioned at many many yeah and it still here. is yeah yeah it's still questioned but while it was questioned and whatnot like i think the fact that there was so much more light given to science in general whether it was positive or negative yeah because that's the thing like everyone's saying well science is not exact it's not exact right yeah. like a lot of it's based on hypothesis a lot of it's changing mm-hmm. but the truth of the matter is whether or not it's changing what science determines is based on facts it's not based on opinion it's yeah. based, it's not based on like somebody made up some floof right yeah. like it's based on the facts at the time the truth of the matter is facts yeah, change. The yeah. truth of the matter is circumstances. The truth of the matter is like, like yeah. we evolve, humans evolve, but bacteria evolve, yeah. everything evolves. So and obviously science is evolving. And that's the good part. Science is evolving. So yeah. it's evolving based on facts. And I think this year was also sort of like a good comparison, like like a juxtaposition of what happens if you do follow the science versus if you don't. Like think about like mm-hmm. in Canada or say British Columbia, right? Like I think that our province was following the public health officer like Dr. Bonnie Henry shout out to her she's amazing yeah. <laughs> um, and you know because of her I think we, we our province did better compared to the rest of the country or think about New Zealand mm-hmm. right they completely followed their health um, health health minister and health department yeah. guidelines whereas in the US we're seeing that the issue has become so political the scientists were sidelined like Trump sidelined Dr. Fauci yeah exactly exactly whereas and which is why I think it, they once you enter politics into it then facts are gone mm-hmm. right then you have all the skepticism and all of them right so i think but i think yeah in 2020 we really saw science getting a lot of priority because that was the best way to deal with it with yeah. to deal with this pandemic exactly yeah right mm-hmm. yeah so i think 
I think, yeah, that was, I think it was where, like, yeah, so I think coming from that, I think, because just, so that was, like, the good, like, summer of the year, mm-hmm. so I think on our social media, we asked, like, two, and two questions, and we got quite a few responses. Yeah, we did. Um, so thank you for whoever responded, and if yes. you don't know, go follow our social media. <laughs> well, what's, what is our social media again? Oh, that's what they said, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're clearly not the best at social media, but we try. Yeah. So please follow us, maybe you're better. <laughs> Uh, so I think the first question we asked was, um, what uh, if you had to if you had to use one word to describe twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, what would you describe it, or what word would you use, right? So we got like a bunch of like. Wait, what did you say, Maisha? Before we. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I if you ask me, it's resilience. Okay. Because if you um, like just how we reviewed the year, right? Like mm-hmm. you think about the pandemic. So basically, we got hit by a wrecking ball, yeah. and then we end with the year being getting a vaccine, right? So that's the thing. I think nobody would have thought that they would have made yeah. it through the year or like, I think people thought they'd go crazy or, you know, it would have gone worse. But I think if even you, with... even remain resilient, there will be a solution. Yeah, and even with all of this innovation that we mentioned, right, it happened and the change, lifestyle changes you were mentioning, right? Mm-hmm. The changes in consumer behavior, consumer preferences, like we're so, we adapted so well because we were so resilient, right? Yeah. So it kind of like made me like, it's going to sound weird, but it, it made me understand that why we've survived like for centuries yeah. right because we're extremely resilient to a lot of like even in the face of pandemic we were we found ways to like Netflix watch party right yeah. like just to find a way to socialize or things like um, zoom hangouts yeah zoom yeah. hangouts and oh how to keep how to keep our work going right mm-hmm. or even like in even in developing countries the amount of innovation and the amount of it, it, ideas that came up mm-hmm. to help you know, the economy and help the people in light of the pandemic. It's, it's just been amazing to see that. Yeah. And that all stands from the fact that human beings, we want, we're resilient. We yeah, want we to keep fighting, right? Yes. We want to keep like walking, like crawling or whatever, but keep moving, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to be stagnant and defeated. For sure. So that to me, the year is resilience. Yeah. That's yeah. a good word, yeah. We would actually got that word a few times. Yeah. Other people, so. yeah. And uh, yeah, so just we just want to like tell like some of the common words that came up. Um, eye opening was one of them. Yeah, eye opening was very yeah, common. We got quite a few. But then we had surreal, exhausting, uh, different, mm-hmm. uncertain, challenging. Um, and then I think okay, so this was uh, this, we had a few responses that said year of losses. Yeah, I was actually I felt sad because mm-hmm. but the because the reality is that there were a lot of people who lost people to COVID, yeah, or lost jobs to COVID, mm-hmm. um, and we don't lost really, opportunities. To yeah, lost yeah. exactly. The other day I read an article that was talking about how the the entertainment, not industry, but entertainment or artists in general, they're going to be affected by COVID so much because mm-hmm. you know pre COVID somebody could like quit a job and you know have savings or something or just become like a freelancer mm-hmm. or artist or something like that, right? COVID just made it something so uncertain for a lot of people because they can't do that anymore, maybe, yeah. right? So you think about the stagnation or like the decrease in like cultural or uh, art in art, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you think about that, it's so more like, people are looking for stability right now. So yeah, because you won't pursue artistic, exact artistic yeah. endeavors, right? So, but yeah, no, and and because we should remember that even once the world gets vaccinated, right? First of all, uh, this is. It's going to be the largest vaccination program undertaken. And to vaccinate, what, 7, 8 billion people? Like, oh, my God. Uh, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to go all the way into probably 2022. And, of course, then there's a fact that developing countries might not get it in time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's literally, it's like, 
you you know and then you think about the fact that economically covid will lead a lasting impact right yeah, because sure. it's changed consumer preference and consumer behavior so that has changed consu- consumption in general yeah so a lot of small businesses shut down so what do what do those people do like how because it takes time to get a business up yeah, right. Sure. So a lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of jobs will disappear. Right. Think about the fact that, for example, um, um, a lot of women mm-hmm. are affected the most because a lot of people are working from home. So most parents that are working from home is the moms that turns out that they are the one because childcare is gone. Yeah. Right. A lot of daycare shut down. So a lot of moms are having to bear. They're not doing the childcare. So they're already. Re- I think stats are showing that women are dropping out of the workforce. Mm-hmm. So a lot of progress that was made in reducing the gender gap in workforce and pay gap. A lot of it is going away because women's jobs are first of all the ones that are getting affected because yeah. they're more low skill, and secondly, even the high school women are just choosing to step out because to take care of the kids. Exactly. So it's, 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 it's a year of losses for so many reasons, right? I mean, COVID will have a lasting impact and we just need to be mindful of it because just because we got vaccinated doesn't mean we won the world and yeah. won the war, really. Yeah, we're still having losses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think another word was that came up was apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a sentiment that a lot of people thought initially, for sure. Yeah, especially with that movie, Contagion. Oh my god! I did not watch it, by the way, yeah. because I was like, I, I remember it just because it, it got so hyped in like March and April. Yeah. I was like, I'm living it. Why? I don't want to watch yeah. it. Well, thankfully, it didn't turn that bad. <laughs> Thank god. See, I'm glad. I'm glad you say that. But uh, yeah, and I think another common word was mentally exhausting, mentally challenging. Was. I I feel the burnout. Yeah. Like I was actually telling my colleagues the other day, like I I I have one week break right now. And I look forward to this break so badly because I just felt that burnout, you know. Mm-hmm. I think even even the people in our office who had taken uh who had taken time off work to be home during the lockdown because I actually work from the office and some people had the option to work from home, um or just not work at all. Even they were feeling the burnout mm-hmm. just from coming back to work. Like everything changed, right? Like there's so much more effort you have to put into everything, yeah. so much more protocol for everything, yeah. uh, so much more like involved with it. And mm-hmm. you know there's certain limitations stopping you back from reaching a deadline, so you're working extra harder yeah. to meet it or and to I, make and, up for what you've lost. And it's so like, everybody feels that burnout. And it's like, you know, in addition to the stresses of life, like, like job and finance and mm-hmm. family or whatever, like it's like now it's like the uncertainty of the next day. Yeah, exactly. Because you literally don't know. Like next day, they might just implement yeah. a lockdown somewhere, or they you get a little just... cough. You have to get COVID tested. Yeah, it's a serious symptom. What if you're affected somebody else? Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's. I think it's just. I mean, life is already so uncertain, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's more uncertainty that got added. Yeah. So I think in the mix, so I think that was just a lot for people to take. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think I think for we got a variety mm-hmm. of responses, but I think by the end of the year, I think for a lot of people, it's sort of like. We got some a lot of positive responses too, honestly yeah, speaking. Like, true. you know, eye opening was a response because I think for a lot of people, just the just some of the issues that we actually highlighted for twenty twenty, they also thought of it too. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. But I think yeah, so the second question we asked was on a scale of one to ten, ten being highly skeptical. Mm-hmm. How skeptical are you for the vaccine? Yes. So we got a variety of response. Yeah, so surprisingly, most people are not that skeptic, which I'm very happy to hear because um yeah, uh, it seems like only the, we got one person who was on a ten for being mm-hmm. skeptic. Like, yeah, and ten was being the worst. So basically, for a ten, you're like you're probably not gonna take the vaccine because you're yeah. extremely skeptic. We had one person, and then fourteen people actually said two, which was the most like popular option. Yeah, yeah. So that's really good. Yeah, that means people are trusting science. People are trusting their fellow scientists, and they're hopeful. I guess. Yeah. If you're yeah. believing in the vaccine, I feel like you're hopeful. Yeah, but then yeah, we had a few who gave like three, four, five, six 
seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And then there was this one person who gave ten. Yeah. So they're extremely highly skeptical. Yeah. But I think um but I think that's the thing. Like how do, like how do you feel, Sarah, about that? I, I honestly am not skeptic at all skeptical about this at all because um I do think like we it's not like they just started working on this vaccine the day that COVID nineteen became a problem. Because obviously COVID nineteen they had research from SARS, from MERS that they had used. So mm-hmm. I think there's been a years of research that's gone into this. So I think I trust. And I'm a yeah. person in science as well, so I really do trust scientists. Yeah. I they're not just pulling shit out of their ass, right? Yeah. Like yeah. and I think I think what else are you gonna do, right? Are you just yeah. gonna let this pandemic rage? Yeah. So even if say there are some side effects to this which could go wrong, mm-hmm. I think it has to be done. Yeah. To get to a perfect result, yeah. right? Or yeah. to get to an ideal situation where we're not like where we can finally get out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Where we can go back to regular life or different life. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not very skeptical. You know. Are you? I mean, no, I'm not skeptical either because when you actually think about the, what you said, right? First of all, there was so much research leverage from, right? Because I think a lot of skeptics are like, how the hell did this vaccine come up so quick? That's the main point, right? And it's like, well, first of all, there was a lot of research Mm -hmm. leverage from, from previous um, viruses. And secondly, and I think this is where people really need to Google because I, I, a few days ago, I think we were discussing about this, we were in this article that where a scientist was, was actually explaining why does a vaccine take so long? It's not because of the research of the process, it's because the logistics of starting the research, mm-hmm. you know, getting the grants, getting the approval on all of that and funding most importantly. I mean, nobody's lined up to go find a vaccine for, I don't know, like, dingo or something you know like you know but honestly speaking and this might sound a bit weird but this COVID-19 affected a lot of developed countries like never before you think of Ebola you think about Zika you think about SARS right Mm -hmm. it didn't affect the western world yeah western world's got more money than the rest of the world right yeah so because it got this western world got affected they can they have a lot more money so every they 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 pulled they pulled all the money that they had into the funding so they Mm -hmm. funded the research plus a lot of scientists who are working on these other viruses, vaccines for you know, vaccines mm-hmm. for other viruses, they got pulled into it. So first of all, the money was there, the funding the was there. People were there. Secondly, the labor was there, yeah. all the scientists. So it's, now think of it that this the opportunity cost of the COVID vaccine is that probably other vaccines they're gonna come much later. Yeah. Because all the funding, all the people, the scientists were pulled from there to work the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Right. So if you really I think for skeptics, you um, of course if you just read the headline COVID vaccine is out in less than a year, yes, it can look skeptical, but I think you need to actually Google to understand the process and know why it came out so quick. And exactly. it's not because as you said, scientists didn't pull shit out of the ass. Yeah. They actually worked. And if it's just like, you know, when 10 people do something, it's quicker than one person doing it, right? 100%, yeah. Yeah, so it, I'm not skeptical because I don't, because I, I'm a person of science too, mm-hmm. so I don't think that, you know, and at the end of the day, look at the way that's being vaccinated. You've got hundreds and millions that are going to get vaccinated at the same time here, and no government is out there to kill their population or, yeah. you know, knowing that there's major side effects. Because yesterday, I read that some person in Boston who got the vaccine had some allergic reaction, you know, and of course, there are going to be those, but then I think even the guy who got the reaction and then a lot of doctors were like, that's a rare case, yeah, right? Exactly. And then, so that's the thing. It's new, but everything in life is uncertain or new. Mm-hmm. You can either be extremely risk averse and choose to not, you choose to be a hermit yeah. and avoid any risk or any uncertainty. Or like we do in life, you try, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, no. you try. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I think, I think at the end of the day, I think, and for those who in developed countries who are getting vaccine, it's like you need to realize that 
probably developing countries are not getting. So that's a privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it and, you know, get it. And, like, I know anti-maskers are such a big thing. I was surprised that even in... And anti-vaxxers, too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. I was surprised that in even BC, we have so many. I know. Right? And uh, I think I saw this meme recently where I think, um, you know, it was showing that how, uh, like, a pro-choice person was talking to an anti-masker anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. and something about like you know the pro-choice person asked the anti-vaxxer like oh like why aren't you taking the vaccine he's like it's my body and then she's like well why do you like force abortion on women sort of thing because yeah. it's my body same logic yeah yeah right so when it comes to abortion you don't accept the logic when it comes to vaccine exactly, you're yeah. okay with everybody's, it everybody just thinks of themselves like that's what i've realized so yeah. it's, it's it's your body your choice when it yeah. affects you but yeah. not when it affects yeah. somebody else but well, yeah. my point is, at the end of the day, just if you're going to be skeptical, um, just do research. Yes, we ha- I'm even skeptical. I'm not going to say that I'm 100% convinced. Yes. No, I'm not. There's a part of me that's like, oh, like it is a new thing you're putting mm-hmm. in your body untested. Of course, I'm, I'm human. I have yeah. some skepticism too. But majority of me is like keeping the faith that, okay, you know what? I'm banking on the scientists' research and I'm trusting yeah. them, right? Exactly. So I think, yeah, I think, I think yeah, at the end of the day, we, like for 2020, we, I think, when we want to end our episode today by just saying that I think you know it's important that we reflect yeah. and I think this year showed us that regardless of any issue racial justice the pandemic vaccines whatever it is it's important that you be aware exactly um and be more um mindful yeah and be aware of things outside of just what we talked about today too because we didn't we obviously can't touch upon on everything that's happened in 2020 yeah. but there are other news out there that's not COVID related like there's been oppression of the Uyghur Muslims in China. Yeah. Then there's been in Ethiopia, there's issues. There's so many things happening all over the world. People are still yeah. suffering. There's still good things happening in the world. There's bad things happening in the world. So the world didn't stop, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's another so, thing. But 2020 should, if anything, it should make you realize you have to care about everything that's happening in the world. Don't overwhelm yourself. But yeah, like, I was about to say yeah, that. Don't like, overwhelm yeah, yourself. No, yeah, nobody so should be aware. and Yeah, nobody's because nobody lives for you. We can't burden ourselves with all the pain yeah. of the world because mm-hmm. otherwise it's hard to function, right? Yeah. But I think what we're saying here is just being aware about it. Yeah. Because sometimes I think being ignorant, you become so privileged that you just, that's, that, that, that's is great ground for a lot of things to brew in your mind, right? Yeah. To, think that this is not possible, it doesn't make sense, you mm-hmm. know, but in reality, it was happening all the damn time, exactly. you just didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, so that's our year in review. We, we've had a, we've had a meh year. We wanted to do a lot. We also had some lost opportunities with our podcast. We wanted to do so much more, but we're going to hopefully be back with a bang in the new year. Yeah. Got some new things lined up, hopefully some changes, and yeah, yeah we're really excited to take advantage of the new year that's coming up. We hope that um, everybody in the world gets a better has a better year overall happy new year and stay safe we'll see you in the new year yeah bye bye